all right, for almost two weeks now, there had been a very strong matter on my heart that I have been considering. And I, I, it, it looked like God tied it in with today's service. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you can perceive a word for a moment, a word in season, because God has something to say. And so what I'm going to be sharing with you had to do with the need to have strong homes. Praise the Lord. My hallelujah is half said hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Thank you. It sounds better. And I remember also that um, it's the last week or two, the Lord was very strong on us to devote our lives in building up strong spirit. Every individual must have a very strong, must, must be a strong man in the spirit, not macho-wise, not body-wise, but in the spirit. And for two weeks now, God has been dealing with me on this matter of strongholds. And let me, let me just simply say before we take off this, is that you see, let me be honest with you, sometimes we, we, we may not know certain things. And God has a reason of bringing it to our attention. And when we get to know them, the best way is immediately switch over and do what God has told you to do. Amen. Because what I'm going to talk about in our day, the need for strong homes, you would observe that it is not something that we have so much paid much attention to. But may I tell you, I have come to accept that the generation that will fight for Jesus, their formation time or their formation period starts from the home. Hallelujah. If the home is not good, we will come to talk, to the, we will come to talk about that. It is only a matter of time. That the individual who has been coming to church from childhood would get to the point he will say, I'm not stepping in the church anymore. So the church, the home is so crucial as we listen to this. Father, bless your word. Give us understanding to your word. For me, Lord, what do I have except the Holy Spirit gives to me? And so, for your people, Lord, how can we retain it except the Spirit of the Lord retains it in our hearts? And so, as we hear your word, may your word have a free course and be established in our hearts. This we ask for in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And everyone said, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 9. I, the Bible said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Praise the Lord. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. 
And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be a frontless between you and your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. Praise the Lord. I sat down and I thought why God was making a very strong statement and making references to your house. You see, God said, oh Israel, I want you to know this. The Lord God, he is one. But there is something about him. You have to love him with all of your heart. With all of your soul. With all of your strength. May I ask, is it really true that today's Christians... We love God with all of our hearts or half. Is it really true that we love God with all of our souls or for our soul is ours? Is it really true that we love God with all of our strength? It's a question everyone must answer for himself. But it's not a subject I want to touch on. But the setting of it. As we get along, most of you may hear for the first time. Others may have noticed it, but really didn't pay attention. Others may know it, but they never took notice of it. Now you see the emphasis when he had given what exactly he wanted from the people of Israel, then he said to the next verse, he said, these words I command you today, that it shall be in your heart. Now, if, if you love God in your heart, how would I know? I will not know, except for what you do, that will tell whether you love God in your heart or not. True or false. Because no one can read the heart except God. So when God said, you shall love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, there has to be a place where that must be demonstrated. The starting point of that place is the home. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord said, have it. And I know many people say we love God. Which is okay. None of us is an assistant to God. To be able to know whether the person, when he, what he's saying is true or false. 
We are not there. But then God goes further and he, there is a reason for which he said in the next verse when he said, you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. Is it true, brethren? Do we really, really spend time to talk to our children about God? Is it true? Do we have devotions? Do we have Bible studies time? Do we have prayer times? In our homes, together with our children and different ones that live with us, do we really? I ask myself, as I have kept saying to us in this church, God may say something, and until he brings your attention, you may think it is for naught. He said... Be very diligent. Be very committed in teaching the love which is in your heart that you have for God. Be committed to show it. What does that mean? And in fact, when I saw a revelation in studying about this, And then the Spirit of the Lord was so gracious to me and took me to another place. And I said, ah, this matter is very serious. And for us to have a strong church. Now listen to me. Church is very relevant. Anybody who has relegated church to the background, God will relegate him also. Church is important. Praise the Lord. But if the church is going to have a strong members. Now, if I'm in the house and I love God. Are you listening? And the love of God is in my heart. How will it be seen? It's a question. You will observe that. If a man loves God, he's in the house. May I tell you that people can put up all kinds of lives everywhere. But at home, eventually you'll be exposed through or false. You cannot lie for a long time in your house. You will, you, your, your son can tell you, Dada, you didn't say that. There was a situation when somebody was owing the other and the person came to the house unannounced and told. The person was standing and saw that the guy was coming to ask for the money and sent the son to go and tell him that he was not in the house. The son went and told the man that my father says I'm not in the house. Hallelujah. Now, let me tell you something. Some of these things that we do, do you know that if a child is told something simple like this to do, 
when he comes back, something has happened. It's only a matter of time. When he comes to church with his father, and his father is one of the leaders in the house, in the church of Jesus, there is a confusion already. And it's only a matter of time. Because in the morning, the child has no right than to sit in the house, in the house, sorry, than to sit in the car of the father to come to church. The child will come or he won't come. You are not minding me. He will come or he won't come. So later on, when the child grows up, there is something that is printed on the heart of that child. And that child knows that my father lies at home. So when the child now has its own liberty to choose what to do, the child will stop church because he would have said, the church is full of hypocrisy. I read something, a statistics that was taken, and I discovered that why teenagers become so committed or when children, like we see them in this church, we see them very often here demonstrating. As they grow, they begin to reason. Now that child is probably is even being taught at home. But the lifestyle that the parents are living is contrary to what they teach. So now, for the child in his mind, there's a confusion. You can leave anyhow, you can lie, you can do it, you can do it this way. And so when he grows and he has the chance to decide which way to go, he drops it. And I saw that from that statistics, it was very clear that those children who started very well and were doing everything, why they stopped was hypocrisy. And I was really broken. Do you know that we are the same people who are sending our children to the streets? Do you know that we are the same people who are lying? Let me tell you something. When I was growing up with my auntie, I observed something. Anytime we drove out, we came in, in those days, that they would slip bills under the gate, water bill. As soon as we drove in and she saw it, she picked it. When we went home, she counted money and put it on the bill. And then, the following day, the first thing she would say, or say, go and pay. And because of that, she never opened her mouth. I grew with that custom. As soon as I see my bill... I also go and pay. She never, she never said that it is good to pay bills. But because I saw her doing it, it became part of me. So when I saw God in the scripture saying, teach them to be diligent. Talk about them in your house. In fact, my, I have come to respect people, people whose homes are full of the word of God in truth. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me this morning? I have also come to see that we are dumping everything on the church. 
in that statistics that I read, I also saw that some of the mothers will come, and now I am so convinced they will go to the children's sunshine barn and go and dump them. It is the responsibility of the sunshine barn teacher to form the faith of my child. When they come home, there is nothing that the parents does that complements what the child has been taught in the sunshine bank. There is a conflict. So can you imagine what will happen when these children have grown up to now the other class and everything we sometimes wonder why do these children run away? And the children who were citing scriptures, they've gotten to a point where they are no more interested in anything of God. It is because we are the ones who have confused them with conflict of the way we live. May the Lord deliver us. So when I saw God talking on this matter, I began to take attention. And I saw that if the people around me are going to survive, the formative point of their faith starts from the home. So brother, sister, we should be ashamed if we should ever tell a lie. In the presence of our children. So brother, sister. We should be ashamed. If we neglected to teach. Our children. We don't do it like this. We do it like this. Because the word of God says so. Come with me quickly to Genesis chapter 18. And I'll read from verse 16 to 19. Like I said, this sermon is not, it's something that I've been brooding over and so I haven't even finished, but those who have ears, let them hear. I know that there are parents here or guardians here. You never want any of your children to go wayward, true or false. But may I tell you that responsibility should never be only be given to the church. If this church is going to have strong, strong members who have been raised from childhood, as they grow up, they are the same people who will stand for the truth because they would have come from a home that is very solid. Amen. Listen to what happened when Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed and God had a friend and... Uh, Abraham met with them. It's, it, the whole chapter had about three different kinds of sermons, but listen to this particular thing he said. Then the three men rose from there and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. In other words, seeing them off. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great nation, mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. I want you to take notice of this. You know, since Abraham shall be a great nation, 
And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed through him. Listen to what God said to him. For I know him in order that he may command who? Yes, read the scripture for me. One, two. Hallelujah. I don't know how God knows you. Hello? You may keep it in your heart. That's I love the Lord of God, the Lord with all of your heart, with all of I don't know when God looks, whether He really sees that matter. But see what God is saying here, especially this bit of it, which is very crucial. He said, For I know Him in order that He may command His children. I came to the conclusion and I said, Lord, I refuse. Thank God I don't have little children anymore, but those around me, I refuse to give the responsibility to only the Sunday school teacher. Oh, you are not minding me at all. The formative years of the child's faith is from the house. Are you listening? I think this is not a common sermon that I preach. So that's why today you are very... uh, As God deals with me, so I share with you. Praise the Lord. For I know Him in order. I am so convinced about Him that this Abraham man, see the word he used, command, that He may command He may command his children and his household after who? Oh, you are not minding me, a child of God. After who? So now, after who? You. Say me. So when the child is brought to the sunshine band, every expectation is that the teacher at the sunshine band should teach my child for me. And we become so relaxed. Okay, when you go in the house, you Sunday school, you next week, I will tell your teacher what you did. Stop it right from today. Oh, you are not minding me at all. I saw my priesthood responsibility. And all the people around me, I said, Ha! Ah, this matter, we have to handle it. So if you are a mother here today, you are a guardian, you are a father, may I announce to you, no matter what, your children will take after you. If you lie, You have planted lies into them. You remember Jesus made a statement and said, You are like the devil, your father. What he does, you will do. Because he lied from the beginning, you too, you are a liar. And I saw why. So when I see now certain children that were doing so well, and then all of a sudden these children 
have nothing to do with God. You go back and begin to trace. Where are they coming from? Something got broken in the house. There was no father to teach the child. There was no mother to teach the child. Thank God for mothers and fathers. Probably they didn't know the sermon. But they were very strong. May the Lord bless them. So when God said that, He may command. See the word He used. He may command. In other words, it is the responsibility of the parent to command. But it has been given to Him either to command it or to leave it aloof. Are you listening? So there are certain parents, mothers and fathers, who have made their house very weak because they don't command. Oh, he's a child, leave him. No way. Tell the truth to the child. Tell the truth you don't do it this way. You know what? I can quote you a, second, a certain scripture to complement this. Can we, because yeah, are you there? Can we switch over to Proverbs chapter, chapter, chapter 22, verse 6? Would the church like to read this for me? One, two. What did the Bible say one more time? Have you seen the formative years of the child is done from the house. So when the child is trained that way, the guarantee is that when he grows, he will not depart from it. Blessed be God. If the child is not taught, if the child has not been trained, do you know I knew how to drink strong drinks at the age of, of about 11. I'm not ashamed to tell you. Am I a drunkard now? Do you know how I knew how to drink? You don't know. My father was a drunkard. Oh, why are you disgracing your father? Who said I'm disgracing my father? My father was a drunkard. And so, I knew I was a small boy, so when I got it, I would hide and drink. Until the day himself, I went and visited him, and we sat down, and as we were sitting down with, his, with his, a fr- very close friend of his, they were drinking palm wine. And on that day, he gave me some. And it became the formative fate of mine. So, at a certain age, about two years after, Kumasi boys, I knew how to walk to a drinking by myself. Why are you opening your mouth and looking at me? You are hiding your own. And I drank. And I remember in our Kumasi compound house, when I was coming and I was heavily intoxicated, there was a, an elderly woman 
living in our house. It was her family house. She had rented a place. So as soon as I stepped there, I thank God I never forgot what this woman said. Oh, or say. Then she mentioned my father's name. Kwesi menu. She prayed for me. Oh, I say. The woman felt so sorry for me. And then she sat me down. And he said, I was drunk, but I had cocoa small. The small that was left, that the drink had not covered, it went there. He said, and yes, sir, don't do it. Your future will be in ruins. And I said, okay, I hear. But thanks be to God. He rescued me. May I ask you, do you think, are you listening? Do you think if my father was a prayerful man, I will go and drink? Do you think if my father was somebody who loved the word of God and will command me to walk righteously, would I do that? Fathers who are in this house, I know you have busy schedules. But I command you today in the name of Jesus. Make time for your children. Mothers who are here. Mothers who have always been wonderful, buying and providing. I command you equally in the name of Jesus. Take care of your children. That's why whenever I'm dedicating children, I tell them, you know something, brethren, something that we don't do, but I want to ask that you do. If you have a Saturday, get your children. If you have to go somewhere, get them in the car. Let them sit with you on the way. Talk to them about the Lord. Create the atmosphere to share the word of God with them in the name of Jesus. Because this is the generation that will be able to stand for Jesus. Had it not been for the grace of God, you would not have a pastor like me. I would have been finished. Because you see, my father's level was not a small one. The man had to drink until walking becomes swimming. If it hadn't been for the grace of God, I would, you see, the anointing of drinking would be double. And mine may be in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. I saw many things unpleasant. But may I say that to you, for you to, you know, I don't know what happened up to now because I never asked my mother, my father, they, they, they divorced my, and I asked my mother one day, just once, she said, what happened that my father left home? Of course, he was living in our family house, and I think that there were few elderly folks, so restrictions here and there. He couldn't boost the way he wanted, I suppose. I mean, it may, it may be true, it may not be. But the man left. Oh, my mother said that one day he came from work and he packed his things and left. He never came back. From Fantinu Town to Santasi. 
So from time to time, I'll go there. And I remember that after many years, because you see, we have to go for school fees, eh? So when I go for school fees, I will see now he has married another woman. And my father sometimes will be so drunk because my mother will say, go, go and stay with your father. Now everybody is very happy listening to my story. You to go and tell your story. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I'm not ashamed to tell the truth because Jesus has saved me. And I, and I, 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 I will come and stay with my father for a few days. And in the few days, sometimes this man will be coming and he's heavily drunk. And this wonderful woman would have prepared the food. And my father will come and my father will say, er, uh, you never had any slangs he spoke. And he sat down there and then he looked. Hey, and then he will put his hand and bring everything down. What has the woman done? And sometimes I was so shaking. What he could do, I was so crying. And I want to go back to my mother. But my mother said, you are the senior. Stay with your father. The girls would stay. The boys would stay. It was not a... Let me tell you something, which is not very... You see, I want us to be responsible from today. I had another brother. My, 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 my thing was me, my sister, my brother, and my sister. Now that's my brother. When God rescued me and I left tonight, it was Assemblies of God pastor who came to my school. After I have surrendered my life to this evangelist on the Jackson Park, Assemblies of God pastor also came and wore fire. And anything that a man said, I knew it was about me. From one, I cried like a baby. And I started Faith Builders. They call it New Convert Class. And it was there in no time I was transferred for a new post in Accra. That's how come I landed here. If you want the full story, see me in chambers. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that my brother, Mike, he was a good boy. Two years, two years. Four years younger than I. This boy, innocent. He never drank when I was there. Later on, he became a heavy drunkard. And in Kumasi, everybody knew him. He died. Because there was no father to sit him down and to command him to teach. Or command him to say, this is how we do it. Children, you are blessed to have parents. So, can I say something? Don't relegate. Because you don't know. And for those of our fathers also and mothers who have gotten to the point 
The teaching of the word of God is not so relevant. But you can provide everything for your child. May we repent today. Are you listening to me? Sometimes our parents, when our children are picking up certain things from the street and from the world, we don't talk about it. I see my wife fighting her daughter. You, you are not going out there with this short slip. I command you to teach the same to your children. You are not minding me? You don't like my sermon, I know. Do you know the world is swallowing us up? Do you know why we are importing what is in the world into the church? It's because there are no mothers and fathers who will teach the child the way they should go. And when they grow, they will not depart from it. As a beautiful mother one day, I invited her to my home. After church, we drove with her children. She came with her children. We sat down, we talked. And I will never forget this, as long as I live. We ate and after that, we just make time to fellowship and all of that. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. I did not know that the senior most daughter of this woman was observing everything that I was doing. And then when they left the following day, she sent me a text. And this was what she said. Reverend Dennis, thank you for inviting me to your home. I saw the way you spoke to your wife. I saw the way you spoke to your children. And you didn't know I was watching you. I pray that one day my house will be like that. And then she added, my home is not like that. And I sunk when I read that. Brethren, we want to have faith. Let us start forming it from the house. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Today I decided not to talk for long because I want to save time for us to do what we have to do. But I have so much in my spirit to tell you about it. I will give you one last scripture. And then I will be finished. In Second in Timothy chapter, chapter 1 verse 5 and 6. Now listen to this. I was so amazed when I read the scripture and how the Holy Spirit gave me illumination. It blew my mind. Would you like to ring, read the scripture for me? One, two. I won't be able to tackle the verse 6. But I want to show you something that the Holy Spirit was so gracious to me to see in the verse 5. I want you to read that one more time. One, two. The genuine faith that is in you, which grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded. See the reference. When Paul came to the house where his son Timothy by faith was leaving. He saw the grandmother was a woman of faith. Which she passed on to the daughter Eunice. And Eunice also passed on to Timothy. Do you know how Paul came across this boy? 
When Paul stepped in their city, everybody else was talking about Timothy. Praise the Lord. But the exciting thing about this was, you know, I have never paid much attention. I was reading and then I got to the word genuine. And I was trying to figure out what genuine means, meant, and then I saw that on top of the word genuine, there was one. When you are reading a Bible that have references, so I decided to go and check the middle there, why they put one. And when I checked, I was amazed what I saw. Unhypocritical. Unhypocritical. Immediately, it's as if the Holy Ghost said, this is what I wanted you to see. So, when the mother Lois was, 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 was just, everything that woman did was genuine. They never lied to the boy. They taught the boy the, the things of God. The mother also would always, so can you imagine a child that has been raised up by women? Yet when Paul stepped there, everybody decided to talk about this boy. And then he said, I want him. And he was one of his faithful pastors. Wow! Genuine faith. I sat down on the word genuine. Continuously and I said, Lord, could it be that this is what we are missing? Could it be that in the home, they are not reading genuine faith, which in other words, another word for it is hypocrisy. Is it because in our homes we are hypocritical? And let me tell you, we, in, there are many people here who have duality. They are different at home, they are different at church. I command you in the name of Jesus, that be a different person. Hallelujah. May you take up this responsibility this morning as we come to the table of the Lord. You may have children. You may have, you know, you may, God may have not given you your own yet. But somehow God has blessed you with other people around you. Can you be so genuine? Because you are forming their faith. Because a time is coming... Very soon, when the children will decide whether they want to go to church together. And the statistics, as I told you when I read, it showed that all the fallout of those children who started in church and doing well, all those when you go to check, the parents never paid attention to them informing their faith. It was so clear. And then I saw the scripture. As soon as I read the statistics and as I sat down and I was just reflecting, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, you are thinking? I can show you that is the truth. That's when he brought me the word, Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6, which we have read. Train up the child away. And if God really said that, when you apply it, it will work. Train up the child the way he ought to go. And when he grows, he will never depart from it. We are going to start church in the home. I want to beg you. Church in the home is not going to take that responsibility. 
If your home happens to be the one that by the grace of God you have opened for us to come and have church in the home, blessed are you. But after that, you must also continue from there to teach your children. Do you notice that these are things we haven't paid attention to it? Oh, you are not minding me. You are cross with me? Do you notice that these are things that we are, we are not so committed to them? And especially the day in which we live, that we have been able to create all kinds of uh, situations, sunshine blind, sheep of his pasture, everything. Have you noticed that? If you are not very careful, it is very easy to send your palaba there. The church can be strong when your home is strong. When that child also comes from a very strong family. Sometimes I read reports on my, in my office about the youth. The, the leaders are doing everything possible to gather them. They are not able. They are not able. And I challenged them, their leadership, the last time we met. And I discovered recently, as I studied, it's because it's not them. You know, Jesus said, they have danced, they have prepared the music and everything, that they should come and dance. They say, yeah, and dance it. We have cooked for you to come and eat. They say, yeah, indeed. It is because the formation has been destroyed. If the foundations were destroyed, what would the righteous do? This morning, I challenge you in the name of Jesus that you will form it. You may be here and you are happy with what you have heard, but you don't have the ability to do it. God can have a way. Bow your heads with me in prayer. You say, Pastor Dennis, you know, let me be honest with you. That's why we are so programmed. Everything church, 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 church. That's why I'm agitating that we will come to the point where we would also have time in the, in the house to have time with our children. That's why I want us to have a clear understanding to live this wonderful, victorious life. Maybe you are here today and you say, Pastor Dennis, I really want my children to know the Lord. But what you are talking, how would I know it? I myself, I'm not a Christian. You can become a Christian now. Only if you believe. The Bible says that whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. You have never received Jesus as your personal savior for him to change you. It's an opportunity. And you say, Pastor Dennis, I want to come to Jesus. As we have bowed our heads with our eyes closed, you say, I want to come to Jesus. I will surely pray for you wherever you are. If you lift up your hands to say, I want to come to Jesus, I will surely pray for you wherever you are. You'll just only lift up your hands for me and I will pray for you. Is there anybody here like that? Say, I want to give my life to Christ to start off with my whole. You may be a child, you may be a grown up. It doesn't matter. 
May I see by hand those who say, I want to turn to Jesus for a better home right now. Lift it up that I can see boldly, please. Lift it up that I can see. God bless you, Papa. God bless you, young man. Yes, who again? The two of you, would you stand? Yes, three of you. Could you stand, please? Just stand. Let's start from somewhere. Stand to your feet. Don't be ashamed. Don't allow nothing to keep you in your seat. God wants you to stand, gentlemen. God bless you. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you on that day as well. This one is so important. Is there someone else who want to join? Don't be ashamed. The two of you come. Let me pray for you quickly so you can sit down. Thank you. Please come. Maybe you, you lifted your hands, but you are sat down or whatever. Please don't be ashamed. Just come. We have a short prayer together. And you go back to your seat because this is important. God designed it today for you. Come forward a bit. Design it for you today that your home will turn around. And please don't allow Satan to tell you that I will do it in my seat. God's instructions are very, very straightforward. Is there anybody coming shortly before we start praying? Two of you lift up your hands and say this after me. Lord, I thank you for your word. I see the need of you in my life. Therefore, I come to you. I am a sinner, Lord, and I want you to save me and to deliver me from my sins. And replace yourself in my life. Therefore, I open my heart. Because I believe in you. I receive you as my Lord. And as my personal Savior. Lord Jesus. Rule over my life. From this moment going. And let me be yours. As long as I live. For I know that you have eternal life at stake. Help me to make this eternal life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for these, my brothers. Please, Lord, show them mercy. Open their eyes to your word. That faith will be formed in their hearts. That they may grow in grace and was strong in you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.